ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Hey, Michelle. Hi, James. You're right. <laughs> so the question that brides and grooms have been asking most recently is, can anyone be a wedding celebrant? I'd like to answer yes, but you say no, I'm going to answer no. (laughs) You've got to be a certain kind of person to be a celebrant. You've got to love people for a start. You've got to love standing up and being passionate in your job, um, creating the right circumstances that everybody can really engage with what's going on in the ceremony. And not everybody can do that. I found myself included that a lot of people, who have become, especially wedding celebrants, have a service background. Um, I'm a retired police officer, but you okay. get people that have been nurses, teachers, you know, public service kind of thing, because we are used to dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And we are used to standing up in, in front of a crowd and controlling a crowd, be it school kids or be it a, a rowdy mm-hmm. lot of football match. So I think that a lot of people will see a ceremony and think, oh, I'd love to do that, but not everybody is going to be in a position that they can actually do it. And mm-hmm. that's just the delivery side of things. You've got to have a passion and a flair with words. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a confidence that not everybody has. I mean, first time I did it, I was so nervous. It was ridiculous. Right. But because as a retired police officer, I was used to standing up in court and talking to the judge, talking to the jury and all that lot. <laughs> It's theatre. Sure. <laughs> Delivering ceremony is theatre. Um, I got my first standing ovation at a ceremony a couple of weeks ago. It's like, oh my God. And that was halfway through the ceremony. So you've got to know when to pause, when to make eye contact. Not everybody's got it. I'd love to say that you could, but, it, you know, the, the long answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, uh, Rachel and I had a, um, a wedding celebrant actually for our wedding. We had a, yeah. a humanist wedding. Um, yeah. So she was a celebrant. She was a humanist celebrant. Yeah. Um, and we thought the whole thing was fantastic because obviously it, it's so different yeah. to a traditional ceremony. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it, it was absolutely amazing. But we found the, we're going to call it a quest. The quest yeah. to find the right celebrant for us was yeah. an interesting one because yeah. um, obviously there are so many different personalities out there um, and finding one that sort of suits you is, yeah. is probably the hardest part of the job. I think for Absolutely. us, for, for the brides and grooms. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I say to all my couples, some people just know straight away they want me because they've seen me in action. Um, yeah. Other people I say, go and talk to other celebrants, make sure before you say yes to me that I am the right person for you. I rock up with funky hair 50s dresses, bright underskirts, and Doc Martins. Somebody that's, awesome. more, <laughs> somebody that's a bit more conservative might not want me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the people that are thinking outside of the proverbial box sure. will. And they get my personality. And I say, my personality doesn't suit every single couple. So do your research, do your homework, and find the right celebrant that is the right fit for you. Don't go on price. Some mm-hmm. celebrants will charge you £250 and be amazing. Some will charge you £1,500 and be boring. Right. Go on personality. Brilliant. That's really, really good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Super. And we've just got a couple of fun questions for you now. So is there anyone in the wedding industry that you would love to work with? 
Ooh. That's a tough call. Um, what, a famous person? Um, no, just anybody. doesn't have to be famous. Could be famous. Can be famous if you want them to be famous. Uh, I love working with my husband, so I'm going to be nice. <laughs> He's a wedding photographer. Right. Um, we bounce off each other so well when we're working, especially. He loves working with me, photographing the ceremonies that I do because they're always going to be fun. He's guaranteed fun. Sure. He tends to get the more church registrar office jobs so that when he gets one of mine, he's like, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say he's my he's my favourite ever photographer. I've got to say that because I'm married to him. And <laughs> then there's another photographer called Chloe Lee, who's my second favourite photographer. They're close run thing and... She's another Potterhead as well, so we bounce off each other with, with the ceremonies. So it's it's probably working with a good photographer that understands how you as a celebrant works. Right. So they're my two favourites, so that's what I'd have to go for, I think. Brilliant. That's a very interesting point you've raised there, actually, because um, synergy is important as well, isn't it? So when you're choosing other suppliers, yeah. uh, just like your celebrant, it's very important to get uh, synergy between them. So yeah. that you're going to get sort of a cohesive uh, record yeah. of the day that you want in the way that you want it. Yeah. And if if you've got synergy with all of the suppliers from venue through to the cake maker kind of thing, you're going to have a, seam, well, a seamless day. You might still have a few problems, but you're not going to know about them because all the suppliers will see what's happening and just pull together and sort it. And the mm. first you're going to know about it is after the ceremony where we say, oh, by the way, did you, you know, blah, 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 no. went wrong. It tends to not be anything major, but, yeah, you need a team behind you that are all going to slot in and work perfectly together. And that's mm. what you know, we're, we're all after, having a really enjoyable experience on a wedding day. Yeah, because at the end of the day, stuff does go wrong all the yeah. time. It's just yeah. that nobody ever knows it's going wrong. That's part yeah. of the magic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I say that it's our job to make sure that it's all covered up for them. Brilliant. And that yeah. actually leads me on very nicely to my second question, which was actually, have you ever had a surprise at a wedding which you've had to get creative in order to uh, to manage it? Early days, I had a couple who decided they were doing a hand fasting during their ceremony, but hadn't mm -hmm. told me. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. So luckily, I'm always there an hour, hour and a half before the ceremony. And I think on this occasion, it was probably close to the two hours because I didn't know what the traffic was going to be like. Right. And then they suddenly handed me their hand fasting cords and went, what are these for? <laughs> At least they had a cord. Yeah, and they said, we're doing a hand fasting. Oh, you? you didn't tell me. So I spent the next half, give me paper, give me pen. Right. <laughs> the next half an hour, just like, right. And nobody else would have known that it wasn't there to start off with. Obviously, the copy that I gave them didn't have it. So I came home, inserted it into the copy and sent them that sheet so they could put it into their their full copy. But right. <laughs> yeah, so people do throw some surprises at you along those lines. But well, I can't think of anything other than weather paying wreaking havoc okay. where we had to manage things which has caused the ceremony to run two hours later than it should have done right um, yeah. i haven't had any major dramas that we haven't been able to well I've, there's no major dramas that i've not been able to cope with but there's no major dramas that have presented themselves that have caused me any real headaches and i had the time to do it so it's fine brilliant so in the, in the hand fasting example then is that is that tradition is that something that you would have kind of in your mind as stock so that you can write that on the fly? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's a couple that's of like a celebrant super skill then. Yeah, it's a couple of questions to them because there's so many different ways to do hand fasting. So it's okay. a, qu- a couple of questions. Are you, do you want one handed? Do you want two handed? Are you um, taking them off to exchange rings? Are you going to walk down the aisle with your hands tied? Once you know those basic, how many cords we got going over? Is anybody else putting cords over? Once you've okay. got your basic questions, you can do it on the fly. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Because there'll be a lot. I mean, just rattling that list off there, there'll be a lot of things that people haven't thought about. They think, yeah. oh, we want to do hand fasting. Yeah. But they haven't thought about, you know, the logistics of it or who's yeah. involved or. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that, that perhaps is um, another really important point then when you're looking for a celebrant is how much do they know their stuff? Yeah. Um, because quite clearly just just putting you on the hot seat there and asking you that it's quite clear that obviously you've got a very, very good command of. Yeah. um of anything that the couple could want at any time. Yeah. And if I don't know it, I research it or we sure. make it up together. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of it. I mean, there's so many celebrants now in the last 18 months, especially this mm. world has exploded, which yeah. is brilliant because we're all so different. Sure. There's no threat, but we all back, we can all bounce off each other and somebody mm. will come up with a random thing saying, I've got this couple that wants to do this. Has anybody ever done it? You can guarantee somebody's done it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I, I make up ceremonies, uh, like the, the symbolic elements. There's a couple of things that only I do that nobody else I'm aware of does. Okay. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to offer couples these different things. And I say, if you've got an idea of a symbolic element that might be something cultural from around the world, let's explore it. Let's let's create something if, if it's not something that's already there. So yeah, you've got, you've got to you've got to be willing to do your research, and you've got to be open-minded. That's the big thing. Be open-minded to what your couples want. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Michelle, for sharing that with us. I think that was an absolutely jam-packed ten minutes of, <laughs> of information there. So um, that's been fantastic. Thanks very much. And obviously, uh, we hope to uh, to see you and speak to you again soon. Absolutely fabulous. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michelle. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.